If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Current situation and present moment is the only thing that you can live in in the now. Are you happy with right in this exact moment if nothing changed and you're like, is this making me happy right now? You know in your core if it's right. You do. You should Pay attention. Pay attention to that. And the clutter of the back end and the what's going to come, you can only look at right now and tell me what you feel, right? If you know they're going to continue to tell you these things that aren't going to happen, what's the point? You can't change a person. And as the person who has commitment phobia, you can't expect someone to change you either. We doing back there? Are you ready? You ready? <laughs> yeah, everything's recording. Are you so ready? You guys, you guys go whenever you're. Re- well, actually, chew out that gum or chew out that chew out. Chew it out. Chew in. Spit Spit out, out that gum first. Look at Ben. Ben's like, fuck. This. Okay, fine. Okay. okay, ready? One, two, three. Take the gum out. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, fine. Where am I putting it? I don't know. This is why I have issues when I used to leave my gum somewhere in the random spots. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. Oh, I got you. Are okay. you sure? Yes. I got you. Oh, hurry. Ew. Oh, my God. I can't believe you can do that. He's so brave. Hi. Such a brave boy. Hi, everyone. Hi, You're a brave boy. Thanks, Hi. baby boo. Hi. <laughs> okay, we can't do that. Um, we Margaret can't. and Sylvia have left the building, and I'm really yes. sad. If I you mean, don't know who Margaret or Sylvia are, um, they were present in last episode's recording. We are wearing some fun wigs. Go listen if you haven't yet. It's on, it was honestly, when I we were recording it, we were like, was that too conversational? Was that too, like, just back and forth? And I listened to it, and I was like, this was fun. It was fun. I, yeah. I was worried about that, too. And I'm like, okay, we told, like, Halloween stories. And, like, we laughed, though. But then I realized, I'm like, we haven't had a storytelling one yeah. in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Did you just check out my broken nail? Is I that did. what you were looking at? <laughs> I did. I saw your eyeballs just like this. What happened? What Literally, happened? okay. When I, I was in Cabo for a wedding this weekend yep. and I was, you know, hustling in the pool and they were like, oh, let's play water volleyball. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, so here athletic. comes the competitive side. Oh, I went ham. But they spiked that ball right on my f- little freaking finger. And then I remember Jordan yelled at me. He's like, why do you get that? And I'm like, because my fingernail flew <laughs> off into the pool. So, mm, OK, I'm just picturing so I'm picturing all the girls like not getting their hair wet and you just a wet rat just spiking it. Yeah, watch out. Jordan went ham. I was like, (laughs) you need to relax. People were like, this is a lot. People got out like when they were playing with him because he would just, he's a freak. And I'm like, how many times can I tell you that you can't block a serve, Jordan? He's like, there's no rules in water volleyball. (laughs) I'm like, we, if we ever have children, you know, you know what I mean? They're going to be wacky. They're going to be wacky kids like get them off the playground because they're gonna like push you off the out of the way from the slide they're gonna yeah they're gonna say i can go down the slide faster than you actually i'll just push you off or i'll jump off the top of the slide instead (laughs) i'm like fucking christ okay oh you know what i just remembered what um before the episode and i was waiting to share it it's kind of wrapping into my straight candid moment um so last episode okay (laughs) tell us about the dm you received 
from two episodes ago that someone remembered the exact timestamp where they're like two minutes, 36 seconds. Oh my God. And I was just like shocked that this person, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. At two minutes and 43 seconds, someone DM'd us and was like, Sophie admits to cheating on her boyfriend (laughs) or something like that. And I literally was like, On a podcast or some shit. So we were like, what? So I screenshotted, sent it to her. And then I went and listened (laughs) to that part and I I whispered into the microphone, whoa. Our, our sign just fell in Sophie's head. I whispered into the microphone and said, hey, um, oh my God, yeah, no, no, everything's fine, Pat. No worries for calling other guys, babe. She's literally cheating on you. I said that <laughs> and he took it literally and was like warning us. So like one, I want to bring that up just to say I'm not cheating on my She's definitely not. It was a joke. It was a complete yeah, joke, but you got to be careful with jokes these days. You guys, if you listen to our episode, I will say 90% of it is all sarcasm. It's 100% sarcastic, you guys. Like, just Anything we say, don't believe it. Um, yeah, so that was one of my straight cannon moments. I just thought that was funny. So Second weird. straight cannon moment of the week. Let me think I had one. So I just went to Denver with my girlfriend. Uh, she that lives there. That was so fun. Dude, it was gorgeous. Rufus. Rufus, gorgeous. I'm obsessed. I'm a little broke and was debating buying the Rufus shirt for a good 10 minutes I'm like, I'm doing it. Cutest fucking t-shirt I've ever bought. Love. I get a little bit buzzed at the concert and I leave the concert with no t-shirt. It is still at Red Rocks. No. Yeah, pissed. You probably made someone's day. They were like, wait a minute. Yeah. This this is somebody's Rufus shirt I didn't have to pay any money for. They better have deserved it. I hope they wore it. And you know what? People were annoyed with us. Why? I I just like, I don't I wasn't going to bring this up, but... You know when you like at or at a concert and you want to dance around? It's a little crowded. Like I accidentally stepped on someone's toe because I was bouncing to the beat, and she looked at me and she goes, "You just stepped on my toe." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Oh, did like, you I say just, it like that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like so sick of people not having fun. I was just feeling it. The vibes were rolling. God, it was fun. But That's so much fun. I bet. Oh, I hate to say it, but you probably topped my Rufus in Minneapolis when Red Rufus at Red Rocks. Oh Lord, yeah, Red that Rocks sounds was amazing. Sick. It looked so fun, and you look so cool with your green pants. Oh, thanks, BB. You're welcome. And I have that little onesie that Vanessa, Vanessa has. Everyone has the it. orange one my from friend, Amazon. I got yep. it from Amazon. Like my friend has ago. that orange one for a costume for Halloween. I can't wear it though. Why? Because my camel, camel toe? toe literally goes. Splits me in half. It's we horrible. talked about this. Embrace horrible. the camel toe. I, Let it not fly. When it hurts. Okay, yeah. Maybe a little bigger. I have bigger. a longer torso, I think. I thought you were going to say longer labia. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I have no. a lo- I have quite a long labia. I just want to let the so crowd know about my uh, long labia. No. Just really no. <laughs> I just meant my torso okay, long, you wait. freaks. Do you guys know the meme that goes, it shows the really long booty and it goes, it's been a long ass day. Yeah, yeah. What if they should do that with a really long camel toe? <laughs> oh. Okay, one more and then okay, I want to no, hear I your love straight it. No, this I like your story. So too. Sid, um, or Sid. I was like, huh? Vanessa. Um, so we were just got done with a workout and we were a little sweaty in the car. We we're going to go to brunch. So she starts spraying perfume. I'm like, oh, that smells good. I take it and I give a spurts on my face, on my neck, behind my neck. One more, like really close to my mouth. I just felt like I had a mustache sweat. I just wanted something. And then all of a sudden she looks at me. And she's like, that was sanitizer. Oh, you I just s- I just sprayed sanitizer <laughs> all over my face. Yeah. Oh my god! Did it burn? Yeah, something was off, and I was like, "It just smelled good." She was like, "It was sanitizer." Oh my god! You went like, ham on your yeah, face. Yeah. It oh, was dude. Not no. Good. Were when, you dry? Um, 
I don't know. No, a little damp. Did it smell like yeah. tequila? Yeah, it was not good. But oh, so I went to God. brunch with some sanitizer on my face. Okay, that's it for me. Um, <laughs> that sounds like when Jordan sprayed the mouth yes. spray on his. All, he's been spraying it all over his face. He's like, "Why is it so sticky?" And I'm like, "Oh." I bought you the the mouth spray instead of the vitamin C face spray. So you're supposed to eat it. Yeah, you're supposed to oh eat God. it. It was like for intake. I'm like, oh God, I got it, got it. Sorry, my <laughs> bad. That's horrible. Um, speaking of tequila, I went to Cabo for a wedding this weekend. I took a few shots. Jordan had a blast, Good. but for the first time ever, Jordan got on stage and danced to a song. Woo! I thought I'd never say that. I thought I'd never say that. He was really cute this week, um, this past week, I should say. And it was really, really fun. But I was laying in bed and my tummy was kind of hurting and it's all good. You know, you know where this is going. Don't worry. No poo-poo for this story. Um, and I'm laying there. We're kind of in the morning. We're kind of cute. Like, cause it's like you're, I don't know, you're on vacation and yeah. it's fun and whatever. And I'm, you know, we're like laying in bed just enjoying each other's company in the morning. And I'm on my phone. He's on his phone, like just like catching up. And um, I didn't realize it was me, but I let out a little toot toot and it was and it stinky. W- it's, no, no, it wasn't stinky. It just went. And I literally, was, he Cute. looked right at me and he goes, your first toot around me. And he's like, oh my God. And then he got up and he's like, are you kidding me? You tooted around me. He's trying to like Did bug he me because like I do that. He loved it. He oh, said, he's pretending like he was, I love it. Yep. Immediately he goes in his phone. I go, what are you doing? And he goes, you're never going to believe this, Taylor. Sending a voice memo to my sister. Taylor, you're never going to believe this. Sydney just let out a toot and it sounded like this. <laughs> and sends it to my sister. I'm like, what is, why is this all this production necessary? I'm just a woman. I'm just a woman with a toot. So anyway, I broke oh, the barrier. You're not that crazy. I don't plan on doing it again. But oh. then again, life happens and I'm two and almost a half years in and I've made it that long. One's okay. I made it two days. So I know. Yeah. Let you're- it out. <laughs> two whole days. No, like I'm pissed too because I've been trying to like be courteous a little bit. You yeah. know, I'm a little sometimes like too much with the toots I think so I've been trying to pull back a little bit that's okay so politely last last night politely I stood up and I went to the corner because they were not good okay and I knew I knew that and because we actually we actually got into like a disagreement last night because I toot purposely away from him right when I'm done tooting he runs up to me and tries to smell it and I'm like, I purposely tooted over here, babe, on purpose. He's like, well, and I'm like. Is he being funny or does he? Well, that's he, what I'm saying. He must like, be. He's probably just trying to make you feel comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable yeah, and be but, funny. But that's the thing is like, I didn't want him to smell that one. I really didn't. And I like how this is a serious conversation. I'm actually getting heated because I was. Okay. I'm trying to help you. I have uh, not a lot of advice for this one. No, it's because <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, it is a little is, weird. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, is this just funny to you? Like, is it funny? It must be. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, just don't do it. But he like literally wants to smell my farts. What? He likes your toots, apparently. Jeez, I've never met a man like that. Just, he likes everything about you. He does. Literally. Which is great, but I want privacy when I have <laughs> stinky farts. Agreed. Okay, Ben. Okay, Ben. <laughs> wait, hold on. I thought I had one more thing. Oh, oh, just really quick, a perspective thing. I was going to say this. I totally forgot. I was sitting there, and on the way back from Mexico, we had to take three flights. So we went literally Cabo, Mexico City, which is further than Atlanta, than Minnesota, and they had, like, long layovers. It was the longest travel day of my life. 
And I, it was my first time where I consciously got to decide, am I going to complain about something that is 1,000% a first world problem? Or am I going to change my perspective and just let the r- day ride out and not have expectations about my Sunday that I ruined and like, oh, life is hard because I have a few flights to take. Great it's outlook. Like, sometimes you got to just choose the better outlook. And I, I actually, Jordan and I did not have a bad day traveling all over. It was like a totally fine travel day, and I usually have plane anxiety. My plane anxiety was near zero. It was all because of perspective, and I just thought that was really interesting, so I had to share. I love that. Thank you. It is. A, you can still be exhausted by it, right? There's a yeah. long travel day. Travel day does fucking suck, Sometimes but like you also, you got to think like, wow, I have the opportunity to literally fly in the air to another country. So I just thought that was Cute. a good example of like shit we think about every day. Like yeah. we're so lucky for so many things. I even say it in our classes. I'm mm-hmm. like, you guys get to be here and move your able body. That's a freaking big mm-hmm. deal. So anyway, thank love. you. Thank you, Ben. I love this because you guys haven't even heard this one. Um, I got my car key stolen by a 12-year-old this week. <laughs> what? How? Is he going to drive? Does he have his permit? <laughs> no. I mean, uh, he didn't get the car, so that's oh. good. Um, I play in this kickball league, and we have our own bench. It was our last game of the season. Like, nobody showed up, so we're all playing in the outfield. First inning in the outfield, we realized there's somebody sitting on our bench. And we're like, did someone come late? We go over there. It's like this 12-year-old kid. And he was nice. Like, he was interacting with us. He's like, what's going on? Can I play? Blah, 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 blah. So none of us were like, oh, we should give this kid the boot. But we were all kind of like, this is a random stranger. It's also the championship game. So, like, "Mm," you know, no, I'm kidding. It wasn't even championship. It was we went, like, two and, like, seven for the league. So it was just like a bonus game. Just kidding. But (laughs) he, nobody wanted to kick him out. And then. Like, everyone was kind of keeping an eye on their stuff. We're in the outfield. We get our three outs. We realize this kid's gone. I go to my phone wallet and where my phone wallet and keys were. Keys gone. Not my phone, not my wallet, but my keys. Wait, what? I have no clue. So, first thing I do, I look around. Don't see him, like, within the first, like, 10 seconds. So, I bolt over my car. My car's still there. Everything's good. So, I guess the kid just either stole my keys because he's a klepto or was banking on, I had a spare set of keys that I just had uh, someone bring to me. But I was like, I was like, did they just bank on me leaving my what? car there for them to steal? I don't know. Or like, do you have any like keychains on your keys? I mean, this kid is 12 years old. Like, what is his motive here? I, I don't know. Like that, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Maybe he hated you. But potentially. And just wanted to fuck up your day. Potentially. Maybe. And the best part about this is he had the funniest roast on me, so not only did he steal my keys, but he called me short. So we're That's we were. That's why he just didn't like you. <laughs> Wait, he's, what? He's he hates short people. I don't know. That's so rude. <laughs> what mean, did he say? How did he roast you? Like uh, my best friend, he made this like amazing catch in the outfield, and then when we got over there, he's like, "Who did that? Who did that?" And my best friend was like, "Oh, it was him," and he was pointing at me, and I was like, "Yeah, like it was me as a joke." And the kid looks at me, looks at my best friend, and goes. No, because whoever caught that ball was not that short. <laughs> oh, and it okay. Was, but it was more of like, you know, at the time he hadn't stole my keys. So we, I, I was laughing. And, whoever you know, caught that ball wasn't a 12-year-old boy who needs to go to therapy. But You know, honestly, I, I'm, I have a very lighthearted spirit about life. Yeah, I'm hostile. I thought it was now. really funny. <laughs> now she I'm says, hostile against She would have been there. She'd have gotten his face and under a little head shake and been like, I you little Yeah, I would have got your keys ass. back for you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you started running after him. I'm like, that's kind of badass. No, I mean, the the 
the downside, like he was gone by the time I realized my keys were gone. Where did he go? So that's like I had to buy, I had to pay for a new set of apartment keys, a new set of office keys, and I bought a bunch of air tags so I can start tagging my stuff. Um, So I'm like 500 bucks in the hole right now. Dang it, (laughs) dang it, dang it. It is what it is. That's my straight candid moment was just 12 year old decided to yoink my keys. Sorry, Ben. That sucks. I've had my, oh. I it is what it is. It is what it is. Yes. Topics. Yep. Oh. Should we go? Yeah. Topics of the day. We're going to talk about commitment phobia to start. So I think we're just going to get right into it. Oh, my God. I'm not sure. How did this topic even come about? Um, not sure. But we decided this is something we really haven't talked about. I think it's maybe been like in parts of episodes, but we haven't really dedicated um, commitment phobia to a topic yet. So. Yeah. Um, Do you have a uh, definition for this? You know, I kind of have, yes. I just know there's two types of commitment phobia, and you guys can probably define commitment phobia yourself just by hearing the word, but it is phobia for commitment. Um, the two types are commitment phobia, like, in a relationship. Um, they constantly reassure you that, like, maybe they want marriage. You're already dating them. You're maybe living with them. You're maybe married to them, or maybe you want kids, and they just keep saying, Yes, I want kids. Yes, I want marriage. Mm-hmm. But they don't make any moves. So that's one type of commitment phobia, which actually is more common. Someone you're already dating, they just won't take it to the next level. But then you also have, you know, commitment phobia of someone who is not really, that you haven't entered into a relationship with, and maybe they won't put a label on it. Um, those are the people that probably you shouldn't bother with, and it's probably wasting your time. But I think those are kind of the two main ones, Yeah, right? they're the two types, I think, right? And yeah. I think that the more common one I'm used to was the people not putting the label on it, commitment phobia. Mm. What was interesting, though, and I had thought about this when I was, like, reflecting on this topic, and it, you and I t- kind of texted about this a little bit, is, like, but when is it a commitment phobia, and when is it that they just don't want to date Yeah, you? Like, it might be a them thing about you, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, we are so afraid of rejection and being picked last, like, growing up and, like, being picked last in school for, like, a sport or whatever, in PE, whatever it is, and... I think we have we have phobias of being rejected. Yeah. And so it's like, but rejection is completely normal. People get rejected from jobs every day. Like, granted, um, you have not re- applied to every single job and gotten every job that you've applied to, right? So, I don't know, I'm just relating it to other things of like, maybe it's not a commitment issue altogether. Maybe it's just they're not interested, you know? Yeah, and like, as I was kind of taking notes and doing a little research on this topic, yeah. so this... This woman explained commitment phobia as the person is in control of the relationship, right? So they're setting the pace. Everything is going well. And almost when everything is going perfectly well, then they pull away. And they go on these benders or they're hanging around with everyone but you. They're not falling through. It's kind of like that self-sabotage. So it's like that yo-yo in the relationship. And then they feel there's enough damage is done and they may risk upsetting you. Then they go back to you. It's very, it's a very like typical loop with someone with commitment phobia. Um, but they do show that strong love is there. It's just really dysfunctional. Mm. And to be honest, I, when I was reading that description and writing it, I've definitely been someone who is getting kind of close to someone, no label yet. And then I feel like it's getting too serious. So then I pull back and I kind of purposely self-sabotage it. Don't text them back. Go out with my friends. Wait a week to text them. But I realized that's, no, that is the difference between commitment phobia and not being interested. Those were the guys that I was having fun with. And Mm -hmm. they wanted it to go further into a relationship. And I did it. Not because I had commitment phobia. I'm in a very healthy 
lovable relationship now. It's just they weren't the right person. So it's not necessarily you can't blame every single date you go on if he doesn't text you back. If she didn't text you back, oh, well, he has commitment phobia. No, like not all the time. It, it's interesting, but it is the excuse that everybody uses in a way of like when they go on a date and it doesn't go the exact way you wanted it to. It's like, well, actually, you were also on the date to evaluate too. So yes. make sure that you are evaluating for you as well and not just thinking about what they think about you. I don't know. I think that we get in our headspace and do that a lot. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought because I had something to oh. say right off of what you said. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I hate when I do that. That's okay. But I did write down nine signs of commitment phobia likely in a relationship. And I just wanted to read these because these are what I read and was really resonated with. So, Oh, I love this. Mm -hmm. All right. Avoid. Sorry. Let me start over. Hi. Uh, nine Hi. signs. Okay. Avoiding making future plans with your partner, avoiding take talking or thinking about the future of the relationship. Serious or long-term relationships are always out of the question. That's number mm -hmm. three. Number four, lack of emotional attachment delayed response to calls and texts mm -hmm. flaky or inconsistent behavior self-sabotage nitpicky about small things poor communication and a history of short-lived relationships interesting so when i read this i was like oh my god i can either think of people or i can think of my weaknesses that i am currently working on in yeah. therapy i'm not kidding you i literally read this and i'm like Avoid making future plans with your partner. Hi, that's me. Seriously, really? I don't yeah. think you do that. I do it a little bit more of like, well, I don't know the unknown. I might go to California. I might blah, 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 oh, like I that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that's going to look like. All these things. Mm -hmm. The other thing was um, nitpicky about small things. I can have a little bit of a, an emotional attack. Okay. Lack of emotional attachment, I should say when I'm irritated. Oh, yeah. So like I kind of have this pattern of self-sabotage at times and I'm trying to learn how to catch it before it mm -hmm. happens. And I wrote down some things I'll talk about later of uh, how I thought you could do that if it's you or if it's your partner. I wrote oh, I down those that. things that I thought of. I'm just, I'm just relating to you here by yeah. saying like, I don't necessarily think just because you relate to those, you have COVID phobia, right? There's probably some of those in there um, that, you know, you relate with, but I feel like it's also kind of how you handle it and the communication you use. And actually this is very interesting, but also with your attachment style, like if you know your secure attachment style and maybe you do demonstrate a few of these, you probably don't have commitment phobia, but we'll talk about that mm -hmm. maybe in a later episode, maybe this episode. Um, Depending on if we, got, yeah. if we got the time one that wasn't on here. Cause it's, I think it's a 10 sign is if you're wishing for someone to make a mistake. So the relationship will end. And oh. I know that that sounds crazy. Dude, okay. I had this in, I had this in my last, like, it wasn't a relationship, but a guy I was dating. Yeah. Wait, really? I just wanted them to fuck up so bad. I wanted them to cheat. I mean, I was like, fuck yeah, that was what I was waiting for. Bye. It's a thing. It's a thing. I used to wish uh -huh. for an ex to fuck up so that it can be over. I'm not kidding. Like, it was almost like I didn't have the balls to end the relationship or like didn't feel like I had a valid reason. And again, I was in that relationship. Yep. Commitment phobia, self-sabotaging bringing out the worst in me, the worst, like not a good Sydney was there, like threw a chair one time, like bad, bad girl, not at somebody. It was just like, I was like, ah, the Hulk. Anyway, um, I think that's number 10 on the list because it's, it's a thing. Yeah. And you've definitely. experienced it. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's like, but it, then it's like, well, don't you just kind of know Sid slash Soph that it wasn't the person that was for you? Yeah. Like, why were we doing that? Why were we sitting there sitting in a relationship? We knew that wasn't the one and wishing they would do something. Why don't you act on it? Yeah. Right. 
And I think, like, I, I remember the person that I was seeing regarding this issue, and I was going to do something about it. I just waited maybe a little longer than I should have for sure. Same. It yeah. was almost like I needed to be validated 20 yeah. times over in order to do it. Exactly. Even though I knew the answer. And maybe you waited for that loop to start over again where they got really nice, and you're like, okay, whatever, and then you well, wait the next time. Yeah, well, that's the problem. You think yep. about all the good things, only the good things. So with this commitment phobia, I think we are kind of going to flip between those two perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. So you are the commitment phobe. <laughs> or phobia, or you're with someone who has a commitment phobia. Mm -hmm. Um, And very interesting. Um, This does happen with all genders, yes, but it is more common in men. Women, I just feel like, have this additional, you know, ticking clock, and we have an expiration date. So sometimes, whether you like it or not, women do tend to settle sometimes because we have eggs, maybe you want to have kids. And this is why it is more commonly seen in men because they have a little bit more freedom. So like a dude in his late 50s who's like this silver fox, like no child, but he's successful is seen like, oh, that's amazing. But if the same thing happened to a woman, like gray hair, no child at 50 years old, and she's successful, like, it's just, it's just They're like, different. where did it go wrong? So, like, yeah. Where did they overcommit? Exactly. And, like, that's why I think commitment phobia does appear more in men. And then the other thing that I wanted mm. to make sure we pay attention to is, like, if your partner is being honest, from the get-go, they say, I'm not sure if I want to get married. I don't want kids. That's not commitment phobia. That's them being open about how they feel. Commitment phobia would be, they promise you, yeah, like, I do want to get married in the future. Like, I do want kids eventually. But it's like you're in this relationship for 10 years. You're married. It's been 10 years. You still haven't had kids. Like, nothing's making moves. They're controlling the entire relationship, what sets the pace. And then you have to kind of decide, like, at, on the receiving end, like, do you want to stay in this relationship? Um, or do you want to, like, end it and search for something that you think is worth, like, what you want your life to be? Yeah. I, I wrote down two differences so let's start with if it's your partner right because that's what we're talking about like if your partner has a commitment phobia and you're noticing it and life's like so said they're telling you and promising you one thing and they're doing another thing I wrote down three things ask yourself is this relationship for me even because if empty promises is your pet peeve which it's mine that relationship would literally never last because it will never fulfill me and it will never um, or, uh, fill my cup um, number two I wrote down was the current situation and the present situation. Oh, my God. Why is this happening to me today? Current situation and present moment is the only thing that you can live in in the now. Are you happy with the now? Are you happy with right in this exact moment if nothing changed? And you're like, is this making me happy right now? Yes or no? You, you, gotta, you have to know that in your core. I just got goosebumps. Really? That's good, yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I, and it's like you know in your core if it's right. You do. You should pay attention. Pay attention to that. And the clutter of the back end and the what's going to come, you can only look at right now and tell me what you feel, right? If you know they're going to continue to tell you these things that aren't going to happen, what's the point? Like, it's going to continue. You can't change a person. And as the person who has commitment phobia, you can't expect someone to change you either. You know what it makes me think of is like, let's say you're. I don't know. You could be anywhere from our age, 25, 26, 27, or in your thirties and you're seeing a guy and he like sometimes calls you his girlfriend, but like you've been seeing each other for a really long time and you started up as hookup buddies. So it's kind of rough and you've tried to communicate with him and he's like, yeah, no, we're like, we're together, but still act shady. And it's been about a year. Like he sometimes introduces you as his girlfriend and when he's with his parents or his grandma and then we introduces you to his girlfriends he's like this is my friend Sarah this is my friend or sketchy on trips yeah ask yourself look seriously 
Is this making you happy right where you are right now? All you know is that you've been seeing a guy for about a year and you want it to be somewhere else. And he said it's going to be somewhere else. And it's not. Right now, you're not happy. That might be your answer, right? Mm -hmm. The final thing I wrote down for if it's your partner was, what are you afraid of? What is the worst thing um, that could happen? The worst thing that you could do right now is avoid it. So address it with them. Like Address say, the fact that they have commitment phobia, you're yeah. saying? Okay. And maybe don't say like, you have commitment phobia. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> but like, I feel like I have expressed what I want and you have reciprocated that re expression. Like you've said you want it too. Mm -hmm. And here we are sitting in something We're that not doesn't taking make me action. happy. We're not taking yeah. action on having kids. We're not taking action on their proposal. Yeah. So, and what the the fine line between this is, a person who has commitment phobia will then be like, you're right. Like, and they, they don't know they're doing this, but it is a selfish way to be in a relationship. It is a little bit of a toxic relationship it because, is a little bit. because they're like, what they do then after that response is, oh, well, like, you're right. Like, I do want this. And then, you know, there's a like up uphill in the relationship. Everything's good. And you believe them again. And it keeps yo-yoing until you either decide I'm okay with living and being with someone who has commitment phobia maybe never having kids or you have to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. And if you are the person who has commitment phobia, um, you can't wait, like I said, for someone else to change you. You are the one that has to want to change mm -hmm. yourself. Um, seek therapy. Don't think that the reason you're fearing commitment with this person that you know you love is because they're just not the right person. That's not usually the case. You'll have the same issue over and over and over again. It always repeats. Yep. It always repeats. I would love to just say this about relationships now that we've been in a few and we're in a healthy one right now, both of us. The same issues that bug you or maybe flag your brain in the beginning are going to be the same issues that bug you oh, yeah. later into the relationship. So true, probably. Yeah. Period. Like uh -huh. it does not change. Obviously the person's going to grow and they're going to get better. And hopefully that issue is just like they leave their dishes out and you've helped them build a better habit. Pat will but always smell my farts. Maybe like, yeah, we don't know. Like I totally normal. Just like, I just know. have to accept it at this point. It's over. It. Cat. <laughs> when it turns to the toot, you're like, what? Yeah. My brain goes, huh? No, but seriously, it's like, it's not about? changing. It's not going to change. And you can't wish that someone's going to change. So be aware of the issues. If you see this issue in the beginning, it's likely going to stem into the later of the relationship. You just yeah. don't know when or where. Yeah. I promise you, you can't change them. Honey, you got to move on. Yeah. All right. Um, Before, what? I am just thinking about this now. Because I was really, like, I'm thinking about people our age, out of college. Mm-hmm. Do we think this commitment phobia theory changes in college? Let's say frat girl, sorority girl, they're dating, they're having a good time. The frat boy is like, oh, yeah, like, I do really like you. Like, I, I really, really like you. you the one that tells everybody. Yeah, and you stuff. hook up and he invites you over on Fridays. Every night he invites you to the parties. He lets all your girls in for free. He's like, no, he loves me. He loves me. But you aren't putting a label on it. Is that commitment phobia? Like, does this change because of college? I think it does because of what we're put around and that is like, think about yeah. college. When are you ever going to live in an area with all of your friends, 18 to 22 who are just ruthless or and around there? Everyone's just sexy. Oh my God. And everyone's just ruthless and yeah. drinking and partying and, you know, going to class and going out to eat and doing all the things. I think you get an askewed sense of reality and you're still very, um, what's the word? influenced by other people that yeah. are doing yeah. so if your friends are doing something you're gonna do it if your friends aren't doing it you're like no i'm not gonna no no yeah like you know the seasons how there would be people dating 
and then all of a sudden yes. everyone would break up. Or like if you're, all your friends were single and you were the one to come into a relationship, you'd be like, oh, fuck. And then you end the relationship and you're like, I'm single. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Not God. Be, I agree. I think college does. I Just because that frat boy doesn't want to date you doesn't mean he has commitment phobia. There's a chance he'll be, you know, someone who does seek commitment in the future. In the future. Um, But... But again, yeah. do you want the frat boy? You know, you're probably looking past some of the, say, the wonderful guys, traits. A lot of the guys that will commit in college and should. And to be honest, that's where you're going to find the best partner because I don't know. Like, I, I, it's just so funny to me because in college, there's so many people in relationships and they end up getting married because they like found they someone found that someone. really matches them. But then when you get out of college, you're like, oh, crap, like I shouldn't have, you know, brush this person off because I wanted to be single and now they're taken like just saying like seek it out this is the time I wish I could snap into the you can't really hear it it's like a mini snap because I'm like I was in a relationship for a few years of college and everyone's like oh my god why'd you waste your time in college dating someone blah 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 like it's your time to be free I want to be free in college when I go to college it's like it does not matter. You cannot predict what's going to happen to you. You're not going to predict if you're going to meet someone great or if you're not going to meet someone great or whatever. You're not like, unless you're in a relationship that you don't want to be in, there should be no insecurity of you being in a relationship during college. Like just relax and enjoy it the moment. Like it should not matter what your friend is doing. And that's hard to, I know it's hard because even when I was in a relationship, my friends weren't, I was like, ah, Should I be in a relationship? It's like, do your own thing. Freaking fly free, honey bunch. And make sure you find friends that are also in the same situation as you. So if you are with all these single friends, like seek out some people that also have significant others to kind of like not always influence you to do the opposite thing, right? Um, So commitment phobia, where does this stem from? It's... I have I mean, some thoughts if you want. Okay. What? Do you want to go? You no, go. no. I want, I want to hear what okay. you have to think. So where does it stem from? This will perfectly go into our next topic of attachment style. Ooh. Um, attachment theories. So a lot of this does play very heavily into a person with commitment phobia. Um, there's probably more of an anxious attachment, which we can get into in a moment. Um, maybe there's some abandonment, abuse, loss of a family member in, a chi- in the childhood. Um, and maybe there was no trauma or traumatic event in their childhood, but they model behaviors of their parents. And maybe their parents are kind of more fearful. They don't trust anyone. They're like, they, they see that glass half empty. And that's kind of how you see your relationships when you grow up too. You're like, I, I don't trust you yet. Like, that's why you can't commit. And what else did I say here? You also just don't want to lose control, which I think is um, kind of a mind fuck to the other person because that is a selfish way to be in a relationship. Um, and another reason a lot of people have commitment phobia is because you don't want to lose your sense of self. So, like, you're afraid to commit to something because you want to be all you and you don't want to lose who you are. But a healthy relationship, you don't lose that. You will not lose your sense of self. You Speaking shouldn't. from two very independent people who yeah. are literally the exact same in the relationship as they are out. That's what you're looking for. Like, don't look for, I don't know, like, like someone who's going to change you or make you better. Like, yes, you have to have or people that make you better you. or complete you or fill your cup. Like, it's not that. Like, it's it's just coming together and being able to live parallel and enjoying each other's company is truly what it is. It comes yeah. down to. I do think it's childhood, though. Like, it is childhood. I don't know what exact time frame, and I'm sure when we have an, um, an attachment spe- specialist come on, they're going to explain exactly where they come from and it's specific to commitment phobia especially, but it's like, it's childhood, right? Like, if your parents don't want to commit to stuff and maybe you saw them 
I don't know, maybe not committing to each other. Like it, it's, it just happens. You're that's your development in your crucial years. It, it, I, I, we can't really explain it. Like even now I'll tell my mom, like give her advice. And then Jordan's like, you literally give your mom advice about this. And then you go do this exact thing. But I don't even realize it because it's programmed in my brain because I watched it my whole life. And it's just the weirdest, like, mind fuck almost where you're like, whoa, yeah, I am doing that. I had no idea because it's just your sense of self. Yep. Weird. And when you Weird. Go to, when you go to therapy, you discover everything you do is based on your childhood, how oh you God. communicate, how you love, your career, your your confidence. Everything has to do with your childhood. And, like, I've actually been diving into this a lot lately um, with my therapy. I... um. Yeah, like uh, my mom, uh, if I had a guess, my mom is a secure attachment style. Um, sh- well, first of all, let me explain what attachment styles are. If okay, you're yeah, like, go What ahead. the hell are attachment styles? Okay, so attachment is an emotional bond with another person. During early childhood, these attachment styles are centered on how children and parents interact. It is, I guess, like your internal working model of the world. Mm-hmm. You don't have one attachment style with one person and a different style with another. It is literally how you view, communicate, and see the world based upon your childhood. Yep. And there are four different types commonly used. There's secure, and then there's insecure avoidant, insecure ambivalent, and disorganized. So, obviously, secure is going to be like the most... Secure. I don't really know. We need attachment style or attachment expert to probably go for it. Six, secure, I was just going to say, is 50% of the population. So well, it's actually more, more common. Than I thought. Yeah, it's more common to be secure. But also, this is one take. So you have yeah. to remember that there's a lot of different takes on this. So just remember that. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, th- I thought you were going to read them off. I <laughs> thought you were going to keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want me to keep going? Yes. Okay. The, what about the insecure avoidance? Of insecure avoidant is 25% of people. So insecure ambivalent. Mm-hmm, that person is about 20% of the population. Wow. Uh-huh. And then there's a combination of like the last one, like kind of disorganized. Um, that's the the rest of that. Three you to do the math. Percent. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, do you know yours? Yes. So I was just going to say, I took the test. Um... But the more I, like, listen to what these styles are, I see myself in more than one, even though I know there is one that I probably heavily um, lean more towards. It says I'm secure, but when I'm going through these, I'm like, I'm a little, I I feel that, I feel that. So I don't know, but it says I'm secure, and I know my mom's secure, but my dad is not secure. Mm. And it does have to do with your parents' attachment styles, right? Because that's yeah. how they parent you. Um, and apparently you only need one parent to be secure to be secure. So if maybe my dad was a little bit more dismissive, avoidant, yeah. um, that could have been my attachment style. But since my mom was my primary caregiver, I came I came out secure. Yeah. What about you? I took the test. I'm technically secure too. But Love. But at a different time, I've taken this test and I got anxious, um, avoidant, right? Was when, Isn't that what it's In, called? Yeah, insecure, insecure avoidant. avoidant. I think on the test it said anxious avoidant. Yeah. I don't really know. So I've taken it twice. And I would say all of my life events up until that point would make complete sense that I was anxious avoidant. Okay. Right? Like anxious like wanting to grab onto somebody, wanting like they pull away. I want to pull in more like, Oh my God, the leaving of me and the, like the feeling left behind and like not feeling like my emotions are heard. And now I feel more secure, but the key thing with secure doesn't mean that you're like perfect and balanced. Like that's just not a thing. It just means that I did have a good childhood figure, my mom and my parents were 
diligent when they were like raising me about what I saw and what I heard. But I still like my parents are divorced to this day. So like I underlyingly saw things that probably made me anxious and avoidant yeah, um, because of that. Like you just can't control all of it. Pat, my boyfriend is also, um, I think he is insecure avoidant. Yeah. That's what Jordan, I know he was that's a, what Jordan, Jordan is. is too. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. But since we were speaking of like our childhood and your, our moms and whatnot, um, before you start blaming like your relationship problems on your parents, it mm-hmm. is important to note that attachment styles formed during early childhood are not necessarily identical to those demonstrated in adult or romantic attachments. Those described as ambivalent or avoidant during childhood can become securely attached as adults, while those with a secure attachment in childhood can show insecure attachment patterns in adulthood. So it it can change. It can. Um, especially when it comes to like certain, um, yeah, like life events. Ooh, I don't I have this. I need this. I wanted to read Tell this us. to you because I loved this and I was so excited to show you this. So it Just breaks them up. Just in case you haven't taken the test yet. Yeah. Sid will explain, yeah, like what we got. Like, Because I actually kind of think that it's fun to listen and hear like, oh my God, which am I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I'm here listening. So it's broken down in four columns. Secure says you can trust fairly easy is in tune with emotions, can communicate upsets directly, and leads with cooperative and flexible behavior in relationships. Okay, so that's a secure person. Avoidant downplays importance of relationships, is usually extremely self-reliant, can become more vulnerable, um, like during a big crisis, more dependent probably, strongly fears rejection, and has low self-esteem and anxiety in a relationship, okay? So that's kind of like the difference between those. That's like kind of like the ancients, ambivalent. They kind of blur together, which is a little different because ambivalent, there's technically like fearful and dismissive parts of that. Like avoidant is obviously dismissive. Yeah. Fearful is the other side of that. So there's kind of like an umbrella. You'll kind of find yourself in between. I, I suggest you go take the test. Yeah. So you can actually see. The best part is though, is they give you these little pieces like so it's called the um, attachment project. That's where I took my quiz. But the anxious attachment in relationships, I read this and I thought this sentence was really interesting. So what causes it? And we've kind of talked about it. But attachment theory um, poses, what is that word? Okay. I have no I, idea. I'm not even going to read it. <laughs> I don't know what the meaning of the word is. I'm embarrassed. Okay. P-O-S. Um, wait, we can do poses. this. We're going to learn wait. something together no, today. No, I'm embarrassed. We're going to find the definition. You guys, I'm not going to lie. I've never seen this word in my life. I have a hard time sometimes. Why like don't, my brain where's your dictionary? Dies. Oh, oh look up. Hey. Posits Sorry, I just poses. look up. Oh, oh Lord, there's too much going on. I was thinking like deposits. Okay, posits means assume as a fact, put forward as a basic okay. of an argument. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so that's posits. That the bond that a child forms with their caregivers in the early years of life, approximately first 18 months, influences how they later approach social interactions and relationships. Okay, so it says a child develops a secure attachment style in response to caregivers that are attuned and responsive to their needs. However, if a child interprets their caregivers' responses to their needs as inconsistent, they may develop the uh, uh, anxious attachment style, which is one of the more common ones to have. So I thought that was just very interesting. I don't know. I like how they worded it. It was made it very digestible, very digestible. Um, this one was also just like, okay, the avoidant side of that, the ambient, amb- oh my God, 
I'm going to get all of these confused. There's too many I A would, words. I was just going to say this is confusing because there's technically, if you were to Google the four attachment styles, you, the ones that will show up are secure, dismissive, avoidant, anxious, avoidant, avoidant and fearful. Mm-hmm. If you look at any research articles or like studies done, they use different words, which are secure, insecure, avoided, insecure, ambivalent, and disorganized. And that was in order of the parallel to the previous one. Yeah. Technically they mean the same thing, right? So if this one is talking about being avoidant, it's just talking about how it's demissive avoidant, which is the same thing as insecure avoidant. Okay. So the signs of this is persistently avoid emotional or physical intimacy, feel a strong sense of independence. Remember that not everyone is going to be you, right? Like um, are uncomfortable expressing your feelings, are dismissive of others, have a hard time trusting people, feeling threatened by anyone who tries to get close to you, spend more time alone than interacting with others, and believe you don't need others, really. Like So that's the commitment issues right there, like yeah. the avoidant part of that. Yeah. The hard part is, is you might not see it as that. You might see it as like, I haven't had the right person come in my life. Yeah. But truth be told, you might need to do some internal reflecting. Yeah. Did you explain all four? Right. Oh, I did. I did really like slowly kind okay. of, but yeah, the other one I, um, I was going to do anxious, but I was getting confused in my own brain because it's anxious is technically the ambivalent, ambivalent oh. one. That's why I didn't read it. Okay. Cause it is, it's all over, but this, this one is a little different. I'll just explain this. Real this quick, is so it's confusing. Avoidant. Y'all probably hate I'm us. I'm sorry. It's avoidant versus not being avoidant, right? It's the other side of it. It's clinging. That's what it means. Right. So just think of like avoiding and then the cling, the hang on. Right. So if you are the ambivalent, you are clinging, right? Highly sensitive to criticism, needing approval from others, jealous, difficulty being alone, low self-esteem, feeling unworthy of love, intense fear of rejection, and significant fear of abandonment, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a hard time trusting others and what they're going to do. So I just thought that was super interesting. And then finally, disorganized, right? Um, fears of rejection, inability to regulate emotions, um, contradictory behaviors, High levels of anxiety, which is interesting. Difficulty trusting others and signs of both avoid and anxious within this one. I've heard this one only affects like three to five. Oh, we already said that three mm-hmm. to five percent of the population. Yep. This is with someone who definitely dealt with like abuse, trauma, um, maybe emotional abuse of some sort. But mm-hmm. so I like how you explain like what they are. So I'm going to explain how that kind of translates into your romantic relationships. Yeah, yeah, please do. So if you're secure, you're not terrified of your partner leaving you or for them to cheat on you. Don't get me wrong. Like you would probably be absolutely heartbroken obviously if they cheated on you but you're not afraid of someone leaving you feel supported you know you're loved everything will be okay you know you'd find someone else to love you and that you would love because people are good you generally see the see people as um good humans right okay so that was secure insecure avoidant you're terrified that the person will leave you because they're an internal working of your world is inconsistent. Mm. They don't know what to expect. They will claim to this person um, or they will cling to this person, sorry, and that they're terrified of losing them. Um, and then insecure. Oh, I didn't even write what the ambivalent one. I think that was the clingy part. Okay. Disorganized abuse is their way of showing their love. And you think that's okay. Um, a lot of times these people sometimes seek out abusive partners or abusive behavior um, because that volatile up and down um, you think means true love. So Ooh. those are the people that are actually seeking out abuse. Which is scary. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And you're in a cycle that you wouldn't know any different from, right? Like we, if you're sitting there, you're like, I am secure. I've always been secure. I I win. It's like, yeah, you do win, but a lot of people around you don't. So it might be a 
do you well to understand other attachment styles so you can support your person in seeing the other side. Like, granted, I am not an expert of in relationships, but I've been in a few long-term ones and ones where I've had to fight for a lot of things and had to work through hardships and different things like that. And you truly have to help your partner along the way. Like, you cannot fix them, but sometimes they don't see what you see. They might not see the issues you're you're um, feeling and like feeling like they don't see. So just know that on the flip side, it's really awkward when you see problems and you go to say the problems. You're like, I, you know, you didn't do this. You didn't do this. And they're like, yeah, you didn't do this either. And you're like, Oh, that that happened to me. Frick. That happened to me literally last week. For example, you didn't say thank you. And you weren't like very like excited the other day. And And Jordan's like, you literally didn't say thank you for this, this, or this. And I was like, oh my God, I was so obsessed with trying to figure out like how I was going to tell him that he was bugging me, uh-huh. that I was just being just like, la, 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 like not saying thank <laughs> you or anything, just being the total hypocrite. That's what, what happened, happened to, to you. So sometimes I get this urge to just clean the entire place. Like when I'm a little anxious, I'm like, I'm going to clean everything up. <laughs> yeah. Like I just have to go and clean it up. Um, and most of the time I don't do that and I leave shit all over. But, like, all of a sudden I get the urge. So I start cleaning and I'm moving some of Pat's stuff, you know, and I'm, like, just acting like, you know, like my mom did actually, you know, like, oh, dad's stuff is everywhere. She puts it in a little pile, gets it out of the way. (laughs) And I'm acting like it's such a big deal. He's leaving some things, you know, in certain spots. And I literally just randomly start cleaning. Like, I leave my shit everywhere all the time. And so in this state of, like, anxious cleaning, I'm like, is this your, like, salt and pepper on the counter like like <laughs> let's just make sure we wipe it up when we're done you know and he was like okay and he like kind of said it like that I'm like what I'm like what and he's like um I'll do that but I didn't use the salt and pepper like and I'm like oh fuck that was <laughs> that was me and then he also goes and to be honest like because my mental health was really bad this week he goes I've been cleaning up I've I've been cleaning up after you like the past week. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'm guess like, what, though? Good like, communication. Mm-hmm. And so now I've never once talked to him about cleaning his shit up again. <laughs> but I think Poor this guy. is like, key. Okay. Yeah. I think this is key to know because we definitely need a professional on to talk about the attachment styles that actually work really well together because mm-hmm. some, maybe you are secure, secure works with a lot of them. But if maybe you are securing your partner's avoidance, there's ways you can get around that, communicate, express how you're feeling that will help the avoidant kind of show how they're feeling um and explaining yeah and understanding the other attachments will be very key it in would your be relationship very key I, I will say like um when I'm just being my secure now self looking back I had these avoidant and worries you know like a, and like anxious worries because of the behaviors in that relationship too like it doesn't just also just come from your childhood it also is like what you're in in that moment right and now having gone through all of those things I think that's when I transitioned to more being secure I think I always was secure what I'm trying to say is I think the relationship caused me to think otherwise because I was doubting myself I was doubting it because all the signs were pointing to that it was a bad relationship there's a difference between like just being anxious in a relationship and having an anxious avoidant attachment style do you get what I'm saying I was secure in those relationships as my being like I grew up like Mm -hmm. well-rounded I guess and secure right but in my relationship I was being toyed with I was being cheated on all these things right and they caused me to have anxious attachment 
in general, right? Maybe like tendencies. Yeah, tendencies. I'm trying to think of a word. Like your style is from your childhood and that it doesn't that change. That propels. That yeah. doesn't change. It propels you can the work rest on it, though. of your life. You can work on you it. You can work on it. You can still learn to communicate. But yeah, like, I think you could, like, especially if someone cheated on you and you had a bad relationship, you're going to have trust issues. Totally. In your next relationship. That's how it works. That totally makes sense. Um, absolutely. And I think we just had a conversation, uh, Sid and I, about this, too, is you want to immediately think, like, okay, well, you know, talk to your parents about it. Like, what were you? What were you? And they can be like, well, my parents were insecure. And then you talk to your grandparents. Your grandparents were like, well, my my dad was insecure. And we had this, you know, it was like the 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 way to parent when we were young was like cold love. Like, yeah, don't cry. Res- don't, don't respect do that. your elders. And no wonder why a lot of us are growing up insecure because our parents were parented that way. And they're insecure because of that, like, respect the elder. Like, don't cry. Like, all that shit. So I'm like, wow. It really does pass down. It does. Which also relates to generational trauma, which is a whole other podcast because it is fucking crazy. When I was texting you about it today, I was talking to, I think, our friend Felicia about it. And I was like, dude, this is just, like, thinking about what my mom grew up with and my dad grew up with. And then they came together and had me and how I grew up. This doesn't even compare. Like, I'm not going to spill their own beans, but they had to deal with some shit. Okay. What I was going to say about um, the people with anxiety just in relationship, I want you to know something. I used to have a worry that if I spoke my mind, I might end up single. And if I even felt like I was going to put my like relationship at risk, I shouldn't open my mouth. Because, oh, my God, if I became single, like, holy crap, like, I'd be single. Like, they don't like me enough. You know what I mean? All this stuff. You didn't know this person before you met them, right? You didn't, you weren't always dating this person. You would be okay without them, for one. And also, why is being single bad? It's not bad. No, enjoy the fuck out of that. Live your life single. You don't have to get married. You don't have to have kids. I literally, a year ago, I decided I was going to be single for my life because I loved it. I loved every moment. I didn't want a partner. I didn't care. Didn't want it. And then right when I didn't want it, I was like, oh, shit, this guy's cool. You go, oh, shit. Pat strolled in. I'm like, oh, here we go. But I love that point. It's just, I I thought that was nice. And I think people ought to hear, people ought to hear that. And I tell my friend, (laughs) I tell my friends. People ought to hear it. People ought to hear that. There's the Minnesotan in me. Um, And then a lot of my friends, I tell them that when they're going through a hard time because I'm like, you didn't even know this person, let's say, three months ago, although you can feel heartbreak, yeah. and I'm not discrediting that, yeah. but you did not know them, which means, therefore, you will be okay, or you didn't know them as well, and you were, at times, alone before this. So just chill. Chill. Stop panicking. You are not in a competition. Um, a few f- pieces of advice for people with these attachment styles, all I want to say. I'm not going to read them all. I just want to give a few things. Therapy is number one. Go to freaking therapy. It's not everyone, a bad thing. Everyone, anyone needs to be going to therapy. Let me tell you, you're going to need therapy whether you like it or not. Did you start? Um, I did, and then um, I had to get a new one. Yeah. I'll tell you after a why. A lot of times I've, yeah, you have, oh. to, cy- you have to cycle through the therapy. Therapist. Like hit my own head. I'm like, what? what? How the hell did my microphone <laughs> get over here? What's going on? Like, <laughs> over here. Um. You have to, though, because you're going to use it at some point. And guess what? You probably don't want to use it 
once it's already been bad, right? You want to have those tools to do it, blah, blah. Well, and all of a sudden you're communicating and like being negative about something in a relationship. You don't know why, but like when you can understand and put a label to your feelings, it helps you identify it. It helps you build the tools to actually react the correct way. Like no matter what therapy and talking about your childhood and the way you grew up and like figuring out why you feel the way you feel, putting a label on it is going to help you. Yes. Like for an example, remember Lindsay Frazier, um, the sex expert who came on, like think about the things we learned in that episode that we were having anxiety about prior because we thought we were alone in that or thought we were alone in how we were thinking. One of our favorite it. episodes, go listen if you haven't yet. It is episode 93. Yeah, it's so good. so good. So anyway, that was number one, obviously talking about it and whatever, but also maybe find yourself a mentor or maybe an adult that you like have trust in or just a different opinion and talk to that person. Like work on your communication and say like, am I crazy for thinking this? And like get somebody else's outside opinion. Just Getting used to talking about your issues with somebody is going to help. So if you're not quite comfortable for therapy yet, find somebody you trust and have a convo. Like Besides always complaining to your boyfriend. Yeah. That's why I got a therapist. Yep. <laughs> Mindfulness, but if it, what in the Jiminy <laughs> Christmas is fucking going on? What did you just say? Mindfulness. <laughs> I don't talk too fast. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Sound like Buster Rhymes from that one song. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna say mindful meditation, okay. And the other thing is encouragement for you and your partner versus aggression. So try to catch it before it turns into something yeah. negative, right? If you're having a, like what's gonna, gonna feel like an argument, try to catch it and just reflect for a second and be like, "Why am I thinking this? Have I been here before? Did I make a fight of this before and it ended up being me that was the problem?" Have mm. I seen this pattern before? Yeah. <laughs> Reflect before you spaz. I should have done that the other night. <laughs> I'm also laughing because. What? Give me a high five. The fact that we literally picked this topic this morning <laughs> and we're like, we're like, fuck, I don't know anything about attachment styles. Look Let's at us. read. Look at us. We read research. We did our homework for you guys. Keep in mind, we aren't experts. Obviously, we'd share our opinions and what we know. We might fuck up. We might switch around the labels. We might say things that aren't correct, but just know, like. We're crazy. We're crazy. And we always have experts on to actually get, like, their perspective on this. But first, it's fun to hear kind of what we think our feelings on it and I just I just I just, lo love, I it. just love that we just fucking recorded an hour podcast of topics we were like what the we're fuck like, literally I'm like I knew about it but I was like Ooh, yeah good excuse to learn some exactly, shit right exactly okay okay let's, let's transition let's go to the straight candidate moment huh shall we all right all right, everyone, I'm getting my paper ready, so get ready. If I was up standing in front of you guys, I'd have my paper and I'd be shaking like this. You know, don't you feel bad? That was another thing I wanted to say. When you see someone go up to give a speech and they're shaking. That was shaking, the other thing I was going to say, when? Because I don't know when, maybe earlier, because <laughs> we went to a wedding. I don't know. But you, yeah. they get up there and they have their little piece of paper. They're shaking and, and they're like, oh, I know. I'm like, nervous. All of a sudden, I grow an inch in my chair because my clenched butt cheeks bring me higher. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I feel bad. I'm like, I want to get up there and hold your hand. Okay. Hashtag straight in a moment. No more dilly dallying. From a listener. From a listener. I am a 20 year old nursing student who is constantly stressed the fuck out. Knowing I had a final exam the following morning and all of my roommates were gone, I decided to masturbate twice. 
I was feeling great after two big O's and I felt the stress melt off me. I cleaned up my vibrator, plugged it into charge. After that, I took a shower, listened to the podcast, listened to the podcast 24 seven when I'm doing daily things. Oh, we love you. And while you're masturbating. Love that. (laughs) After my shower, I studied for seven hours for my nursing exam the following morning. Since I melted my stress away with my vibrator and studied for an extensive amount of time, I felt so much more confident. I packed my backpack for class the next morning, including my fully charged vibrator. Why? I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I woke up the next morning feeling refreshed and headed to my class with my backpack, vibrator, and all. During my exam, we have to put our backpacks at the very front of the room to prevent any cheating, right? So I put my backpack at the front of the room as I was sitting way in the back of class. I'm taking my final, feeling really confident since I studied so much. Halfway through the exam, someone's phone starts vibrating. But then the vibrating gets more intense, and it's not stopping. Oh, my God, my vibrator is fucking going off in the middle of my exam. I sat there and pretended I had no idea what was going on, trying to look as confused as everyone else. (laughs) After awkward vibration goes off for several minutes, my professor asks the closest person to just silence whoever's phone is going off because who brings a vibrator to class with them? (laughs) So now there's a room... (laughs) there's a random classmate rummaging through everyone's backpacks trying to find the vibrating in quotes phone lo and behold she finds my backpack and as she is digging it through it she pulls out my phone which is not vibrating and then she looks over the professor confused since the vibrating is continuing from my backpack then she pulls my vibrator out in front of the entire class and is pressing the buttons trying to figure out how to turn it off Mortified. I wouldn't have touched it. Mortified. I continue to pretend I have no idea what's going on. After the exam, I had to go and get my backpack from the front of the room. I made sure I was the last one to turn in the exam in front of the professor. I did the walk of shame up to my backpack with the vibrator inside. (laughs) I immediately knew this would make the perfect straight cannon moment. Love the podcast. Oh my gosh. I was just going to say, I would have like grabbed a different backpack and just ran. I don't like it. No, I take it back. I would have confidently grabbed my own backpack and said, I had to take a bathroom break. Nursing school is hard, baby. Yeah. Okay. We're proud of you. Bring that vibrator. And you know what? What if you only have one bag and you had to put it away because your roommates? I get it. I get it. Okay. But I'm not, I've had this fear going through like security or something like that because I put my vibrator in my carry-on because God forbid, if I lost my luggage, honey, I'm at least getting something out of it. You know what I mean? Wait, you put your vibrator in your carry-on? Yeah, but then I think about it and I'm like, oh my God, what if it? No, I don't do anything with it until I'm on the trip and my privacy of my hotel. did Did you bring it to Cabo? No, I forgot it. Oh, do you have I a little know. travel one? I do. Mm. But it ends up being my favorite one. So anyway, I yeah, usually bring too. that one anyway. I like the small, I'm not going to lie. The, the small smaller. ones with the power and then they're not so big. And then you can like, you're like, oh, it's just my fingers. <laughs> oh my God. I just remembered something. Right I have here. to tell this. This is so, yes, it's just it. so dumb. Yes, it. Let's it's go. so dumb. You're, you, you're going to want it to be so much more than this, oh, but fuck. I just, I'm it's sorry. Okay. 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 It'll all make sense because it goes back to something. Okay? I was going to, I was waiting for such a good sex story. Sorry. No, it's not. It's okay, the opposite. Okay. It's fine. So Jordan is sleeping the other night, last night, I think it was. And he has this ugly little weird little like fake mask he got from like the airplane on Pat. his face. And I'm Pat, like, Pat, where's his sleep mask too? Dude, I'm like, what are you doing? You've never worn one though. And he goes like, Oh, I don't know. I just like found this. I'm like, okay, well I have a silk one. And I said to him, I'm like, I wanted to use this like at some point being like sexy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. And so I go in the drawer and I pull it out and I yanked it like this. The giant, if you know what I'm talking about, butterfly vibrator, like flings out and whacks him. Butterfly vibrator. Because have you ever seen those? If you don't know what I'm talking about, 
It is a giant penis vibrator with a butterfly coming off of it for your clitoris. <gasps> with for your clitoris. <laughs> I, like, it was, was stuck on the mask. So I went, whoa. And it's the one he goes, oh, my God. And you go, and I've also <laughs> wanted to use this. I know. But here's the thing. I've showed him that one before. And he, I remember, you guys, this is so embarrassing. I'm being so embarrassing. Him looking at me like, oh, my God, what the hell is that? And I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Ew. You should point it's at so his. It's so scary. You point at his dick. What the hell is and he that? Goes, <laughs> he goes, I thought you threw that away. And I'm like. No, yeah, I, I don't know this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just I was like, oh, peered yeah. in my drawer again. I don't know. I gotta go do something real quick. Anyway, oh. here's the mask. Bye. Yeah, my gosh. I know it wasn't a spicy story, but it no, was freaking hilarious. I don't good. know. I thought it was hilarious. Shit, I had something to say, and I God. got so encapsulated by your Damn story. It. God dang it! Fuck. It was God definitely it. it was definitely about vibrators, though. Oh, I remember. Um, the bug story. Yeah. Well, the bug story. That that was creepy. And <laughs> if you haven't listened, just You'll don't. Go find <laughs> just it. Kidding. Just go find it on the Instagram. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah It'll yeah. be on TikTok. Um, but no, I, yeah, about like the vibrators and hiding it. I used to like really, I used to hide it, right? And now that I live, you know, with my boyfriend, I leave it out, whatever the hell. It's usually in different spots around the house. I have to go find it because who knows where I use it. Whoa. <laughs> but Whoa. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. But I'm not coming over to have dinner. No way. No so way. I was deciding, like, maybe. Yeah, I, like, go in. My, I pull out my fork. I'm like, here's your fork. It's in the oh, fork Oh, sorry, guys. I forget where you put that. So least so for you. Here you go. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> like, you can eat with this. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, so oh, my Lord. This is Ew. me going up to Jesus, literally floating up. Yeah, he had to, he had to grab me for a second. <laughs> Oh, God. What was I even saying? Oh, I remember. So I decided maybe I won't put it on my, like, Instagram. Like, I don't need to have it in the back background of things. Yeah. But, like, the w first ever, like, cute, like, video I recorded of, like, outfits. Wait, this your oh, I thought it was your makeup. I think I was wearing, like, a dress uh, for, like, a wedding. And I had, like, butterfly clip clips in my hair. Oh, yeah. I literally didn't notice. I literally have seven vibrators in the back Stop. of the in the back of the video with lube. Stop. And so, the, one of the first comments was, "I love like a sex positive queen." I'm like, "Yes." Ew, and then, yes. I was about to delete it, and I was like, "Fuck that!" I'm gonna. Sh and now I'm like, "Let's properly place all these vibrators in the back of my video before I record." The only <laughs> reason I it. put them away because I'm afraid like. My sister, someone's going to come over who just, it just, you don't need to see it. You know what I mean? Like a family. My mom sees it. Jordan's family. Like they I don't really need to. Feel. My yeah. mom sees it. My sister sees it. My brother sees it. But if my dad comes over or Pat's family comes over, I will hide it. Yeah. Cause it's just like, I don't want it out. I don't need you to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Nosy. I feel like the ends of our episodes are juicy lately. So I hope you guys I hope people stay, stay to the fucking end, bro. It's crazy back here. A little crazy back here. Crazy at the <laughs> end. Um, we love you. One reminder. We have um, Hurricane what is the word? Resources. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Don't ask. I'm done. You need to take Hurricane the shit. I've been resources. taking episodes. I do, but I, I think I'm too calm or something. Um, in our highlights on our Instagram. So find it. it. says Hurricane Ian. Please go continue to use them. It's just, you know, it's not the most current news, right? That this is what happens. We get in routine. We hear more news that are more exciting, more loud in your face. But these hurricane um, survivors and people there are still struggling. So please go check it out. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. 
Without further ado. Without further ado, that's all we got, guys. That's all she wrote, baby. That's all she wrote. Go give us a follow um, on Instagram, at Straight Candid Podcast, on TikTok, at Straight Candid Podcast, and on YouTube, you better fucking subscribe, <laughs> at Straight Candid Podcast, which apparently we're about to have an at sign on YouTube. Do you guys see that? <gasps> about to get a handle, hey. Hey. And last but not least, I'm Candid Soph on Instagram. I'm Little Peeny on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I was so taken back. Little peeny. I knew that you were just in the zone. I was like, what could I say that she's no, not she gonna not like gonna hear? Gonna oh, I'm gonna move it. on. At Candid said, at Ben Sarbacher. We loves you. We love you, little peenies. Bye, little peenies. Bye, peenies. Bye. Just talks about me. Yeah, right. Betty, I love you. Yeah. Well, for not, love you, Gio. for not, we love you too. Love you.